Welcome to the Reclaims Podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Aronshaw. Through interviews and sit-down chats, it's in this podcast that we discuss how God is inviting us to take practical and active steps towards healing. The following episode is also available in video form, and the link is found in the show notes. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast, and Happy New Year! (laughs) And yeah, cheers. This is the first episode of the Reclaimed Podcast that we are doing also on video form. So if you're joining us video via video, it's hard to say. (laughs) Welcome. Um, I'm joined with my father, Mark Herringshaw. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. And we should say, by the way, this this actually is, it's 12 o'clock noon, so we didn't think we should have the real stuff. (laughs) So we have Martinelli's. I mean, I suppose we could have done sparkling apple cider. I suppose we could have done, um, I don't know, like mimosas or something. But no, we're not doing that. We just have sparkling apple cider. So happy new year! Happy new year! Out with the old, in with and the in new. with the new. Yes. Well, sh- did, did we cheers yet? I can't remember. We can do that. Yes, we're so glad that you guys are joining us. Um, and like I said, if you are listening. Um, if you're listening to this episode, um, just audio, that's great. That's awesome. Um, but you also can listen to it and watch it on video. So we'll see how long that lasts. This is just another one of my ambitious, maybe New Year's (laughs) ideas. Like, oh, let's try this. (laughs) That's, that's sort of been a lot of 2018, which was like, okay, let's just, let's give this a shot, which was this podcast was like that. It was like, oh, this sounds fun. I mean, we were sitting together just in the living room one day and it was like, oh, what if we started a podcast? It was just in, almost in passing. And then that week I bought this recording equipment and we just kind of went for it. Off you've gone. Yeah. And this is, um, I mean, I don't know if I have technically like seasons or whatever. I'm calling this the second season. It is really just the second year, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we've, I mean, we've, we've produced, um, 35 episodes, which is amazing. I think this is 35, um, but such a fun adventure. Yeah. So now we're on video too. Welcome. But today we're going to be talking about new year's resolutions Yes. and particularly making, reclaiming a new year's resolution. Mm. So... Yeah. So Let's are go. you are you are you are you used to making New Year's resolutions? Do you do this regularly? So I would say I didn't necessarily. Um I haven't always been I mean I've I've been a very goal oriented person, but I would I don't know, I used to kind of make fun of people that dove in in New Year's and like, oh I'm gonna start over and I'm gonna do all these things. Um and then, you know, it fizzles out and they stop doing it. And and I would pro- I was probably that person. So I think that there was a part of me, too, that was like, oh, well, I'm just not going to make a goal because I'm afraid that I won't live up to it. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that was a little bit of what I talked about in the last last episode um, before before Christmas, sort of this like disappointment of having these goals and not really meeting them and um, and still feeling like I was still healing. Um from from my my ex-husband's affair and then my divorce and um yeah so there's I think there's like a little bit of that in me of like oh if I do make a goal and I don't fulfill it 
then that's a failure. Then that's on me t- that I haven't, I haven't lived up to it yet or, or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of people say they don't do new year's resolutions and those that do formally, you know, when, when people have tracked that and done research, like the follow through, most of them, yeah, are we going off with these? I guess we can. can't. Yeah, we we got the idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so people make, make resolutions, and, and those that have kind of researched this, most everybody flames out yeah. after a few weeks. Yeah. But some people, it's really a, a turning of the tide, and it's an opportunity to, to look differently and, and see the world a little differently mm-hmm. than it's been. But um, most everybody still, whether they do a formal resolution or not, most everyone looks at the new year as a kind of reboot. Yeah. It's a time to look back and kind of review, okay, this is where I've been. And then there's this turning that the society has recognized. This is a day yeah. when we all change our calendars. We get, you know, new day timers. Yeah. And, and um I remember back when there was the rollover from the millennium, you know, oh, from yes. 1999 to 2000, and everybody was making a big deal about Y2K, that yeah. all the little computer chips hadn't taken into consideration that we were going to roll over into and 2000. We, and we, like, packed water yeah. in our basement. <laughs> I mean, people thought that, like, the you know, the rapture was going to happen then. It didn't. It Nothing didn't actually happen. happened. It wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> but it is a time where we as a people, it's just the same 24-hour day like every other day, Mm -hmm. but we've acknowledged there's something significant. When we take time to remember, this is a time of turning. It's like a birthday, right? Or, you know, our birthdays, it's just like any other day, but it's a day when we say, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to bless this person because we're going to remember that their life is unique or mother's day. I mean, right. everybody's yeah. mother's it's, day, but it's, um, it's, it's like a turning of a chapter Yeah, and it, or it can be, it's, it's almost a, sort of like a society acknowledging that this is a yep. seasonal change, yep. that this is like, yep, it's, it's moving over into something else. And that's why, I mean, that, that is exactly why everyone makes resolutions. They're like, Oh, this is going to be a new year. This can be something, right. th- something new. Th- and I, and I can take control over, um, over how I choose to respond to this new year. And yep. um, I mean, that that's that's life. We can't we can never control what happens to us, but we can control how we choose to respond to it. Right. And and in and in a new year, we can say, well, this is going to be a this is going to be a time where I'm going to take control over the way that I respond to what has happened to me or whatever. Yeah. Whether it's yeah, you're going to you're going to get in shape. That's your resolution. Yeah, you're going to take yeah. control of that or you're going to step out into a new career. Those yeah. are these are turning points. You're suggesting to some of the folks in this community, this listening community that this is a good time to make a determination. Yep. In this area of uh, where many of us have felt like certain areas of our life have been taken from us by somebody else's choice. Yep. So I think there's probably listeners, uh, people that have been reading your blog and been a part of this community on the periphery. And this is often the case. We kind of explore things for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and some of you listening are, have probably been fascinated by listening to other people's stories. Yes. And other people's times of taking uh, taking charge and no longer being the victim and taking the jump into reclaiming. 
And are you making that suggestion that maybe some of those folks can take the jump themselves? That they can step in and do it for themselves? And this might be a good time for that. Yeah, absolutely. So back up a little bit and yeah. and why don't you give us a synopsis of your story for many that it won't be a new yeah, it's been a yeah. part of everything that you've shared is you're very open and transparent about mm -hmm. your story. So why don't you share just a little bit about your story sure. and how you've chosen over the last months to, um, to take, take on to take on to the, um, your own shoulders, some of the responsibility of yeah. how you're going to respond, maybe the biblical base for that. Mm -hmm. And, um, then let's tie that in a little bit for how people can look at this time kind of out with 2018 in with 2019 yeah. and what that might look like. Yeah, so for sure. why don't you start off with a little bit of your story? Yeah. So I was married for, uh, I was married for five and a half years. I got married in 2011 and then, um, in, um, 2016, I discovered that my ex-husband was having a long-term affair and that affair began before we were even married. And I was totally caught off guard by that. I had no idea whatsoever. And it, it was just shocking and it was totally devastating. Um, what When you are married to someone, when you love them, you believe their word. And um, and I believed that he, that he was going to be faithful, that he was being faithful to me. And then I certainly believed that his vows to me at our wedding were true, that he was going to, um, you know, to love and honor and protect me till death do us part. And, and that wasn't true. And so it, so in October of 2016, I just ran across this information that he was unfaithful and, and I stood there in front of him and I was like, totally, I mean, totally devastated, but I looked him in the eye and I told him that I forgive him. And I told him that, that I believe that God will restore our marriage, that he's going to bring restoration to our marriage. And, and I just felt in my gut that that's exactly what God wanted and what, what, what God wanted to do and what I wanted too. And, and, you know, a couple, couple weeks went by and that is not what my ex-husband chose. And he, he decided to, that he didn't want to do the hard work to restore the marriage. And, and so then we became separated and, um, and then later I went through a really, really painful divorce. And while I was divorced or while I was going through my divorce, um, I was, I just had moved out of the, out of our house. I moved into this house and this is, this is where you and mom live and, um, moved back here with my puppy and, um, yeah, just totally, completely broken. And I would be driving around the Twin Cities and I would run across places that reminded me of of the love that I had with my ex-husband and restaurants that we would go to together and, and um, parks that we would go running together at and stuff like that. And all of those places just brought up this pain of yeah. the betrayal, of the fact that nothing was like <clears throat> I thought it was. And, and that my, that my marriage was broken and then feeling like my life is broken. Yeah. And I would, as I would go past these places, I would think, okay, well my, you know, my, my marriage is taken from me. My house is taken from me. My marital status is taken from me. And like, and now I can't go to that park again because it just hurts so much. Yeah. So those were all triggers. Yeah. Psychologists call triggers yeah. that constantly reminded you. 
because you were associated to those places and yeah. those different experiences. And, and first they were associated with love <clears throat> because they were places right. that I would nurture my relationship with my ex-husband. And then they became these, and then they became these associations yeah. that were really painful and like just, just devastating. Um, so I became so fearful of those places and I would, you know, drive every time I'd drive past them, I would be afraid and, um, afraid of seeing him there and then afraid of my own emotions. Like what happens if I, if I sit yeah. there and, or if I go to that place, I just be, I, I, I think I'll just break down and cry and I'll be a mess. And so as I was, you know, going through all of this, I felt, um, I don't know. I just felt from the Holy Spirit that, um, and I, I love, I, I'm the, the Lord through the whole thing was just unbelievably amazing to me. <laughs> it was so real and tangible. And I've always had a, an amazing relationship with the Lord. I'm so grateful for that. But, but through that devastation, he was so much more real. Like just, I have lots and lots of amazing stories of just how the Lord met me in those really hard places. And, um, and so as, yeah, as I was, as I was going through that and, um, and avoiding those places, I just felt like the Holy Spirit was saying that by avoiding them and by avoiding those places, I was living in fear and I was, um, just taking on this almost a victim mentality of, of allowing that thing to be stolen from me too. Wow. So it was less of like having that thing be stolen from me, but I, I was allowing it allowing more mm. things to be stolen from me. And, um, so I, I, I just felt called to go back to those places and to take them back for myself. And so I made a spreadsheet of places and, um, this is probably review for a lot of you that maybe have been following my story, but hopefully this is some new information for other people. But, um, but yeah, I took, I made a spreadsheet of all those places that I needed to go back to and kind of one by one, I, I went back to them with people and, um, and I called those people reclaiming buddies. And I tried to sit in the same booth of the restaurant that we would go to. So I, so if I had a memory of a place, um, if I, if I went to a place with my ex-husband, like Perkins, I use that as an example. I, I went back to Perkins and I would try to sit in the same booth that we would sit in. I would try to talk about all of the emotions that I was feeling at the time, I try to talk about the memories that I have with my ex-husband at that place. And so by doing that, I was allowing the pain to happen. I was allowing that thing to, um, to just be there and, and I was facing it. So it was really just kind of opening up my heart to that pain and, um, knowing that it was going to be there knowing that it, it, I can't hide from it. Like it's so painful. It's so hard going through a divorce, and that pain is going to be there. So, so by being there, you just face the pain and you talk about it with another person. And then by doing that, you are creating a new association. You're creating the association of facing a fear. And by, by, um, by just being bold enough to go back there. So, so a place that was associated with a good, happy, loving memory then became associated with pain and with betrayal. But then... I was able to make a new association right. over that, like a right. third association, which was I'm facing, I'm facing this pain. I'm not living in fear. And, and I can do that in the context of other people and with right. the community. And I called that process reclaiming. And, um, and in, in 2017, 
um, I was going through that process. 2018, I started Reclaimed. I started my blog, um, reclaimed.com, and began this podcast in um, almost the summertime. And you've done some community gatherings? Done some gatherings, yep. I've done um, some speaking on this topic. And... And I'm just excited for where for, for where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, but it, but the but the concept has really resonated with people, which is so beautiful because it's a it is a redemptive, um, it's a redemptive concept. And this is this is what Jesus did for us. Right. He reclaimed us, and and by doing this, we're not allowing what has happened to us to paralyze us anymore. Right. There's a. There's a theme that's woven through all the stories of the Bible, mm-hmm. which is this, this union between God's activity and his initiative to love us and save us and redeem us, and then what we need to do in response to that. Yeah. Like how do we cooperate with God? And different, different theological schools of thought put that recipe differently. Yeah. You know, some will say, well, you can't do anything and God does everything. Others will say on the other end of the spectrum, no, it's really all just about what we do. Yeah. And um, how we answer that, um, I don't know that there's a clear, like biblical definition that makes that an easy cut and dry answer. Um, Someone said long ago, they said, well... Uh, trust as if it all depends on God and act as if it all depends on us. Oh, I like that. And that that it actually is a both and. Hmm. And and you've you've done a, I think a really great job finding some of those biblical threads and highlighting them in your blog and here on the on the podcast and in your communities, because there is a biblical precedent for what you're talking yeah. about, which is only God can really heal. Uh, us from those injuries and those mm-hmm. wounds. He's very near to the brokenhearted and he promises to heal. But at the same time, if we just sit in our cave yeah. and don't come out in faith, if Peter didn't step out of the boat, yeah. he wouldn't have walked on water. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, you, there's a particular story, and I've heard you talk about this, and I'll just send this softball to you because I think <laughs> which it's... one could you be referring to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you? Because you've anchored a lot in this. I think you identify with this biblical character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely the um, the bleeding woman in the Bible. I did a whole podcast on this. Um, I guess it was a while ago, but she's one of my favorite biblical characters, and she. Um, this is a woman who has been bleeding for twelve years. Um, because of the nature of her condition, um, the law, she, the law said that she needed to stay away from community. She was she was ceremonially unclean, mm-hmm. and and that was devastating for someone who who isn't you know they they don't have control over what's happening to them. Right. Um, and the 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 text says that she um, she would continue to to talk, you know, she, she spent all of her money on doctors and on physicians and, and nothing helped and nothing worked. And she only got worse. And so she heard about Jesus, um, in Mark, it says she heard about Jesus and she thought, if only I could touch the hem of his garment, then I'll be made well. So she pushes through the crowd and she's unclean. So like touching other people to try to get to Jesus as Jesus is with so many other people and, and just, 
tries to just sneak in and touch the hem of his garment and and then immediately she's healed and then Jesus calls her out and he says daughter your faith has made you well go in peace and be healed of your condition um, or your affliction and 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 she and she testifies of her healing in front of those people and and I think that this is a beautiful picture of reclaiming um, because we don't have control over the hurt in our life and um, that that hurt happens like hurt happens illness happens betrayal yep. happens to us like we live in this sinful world that's broken but that doesn't mean that we have to just say well things are broken and I can't control it anymore you know I can't, I have no I have no control right. over it but we have to do what we can so she gets out of bed and she goes after Jesus um, by facing her, facing her pain, facing her shame, yep. she reaches after Jesus. And I think that that's a beautiful picture of reclaiming because we, we don't have control over what happens to us, but we have control over going after it and reaching after it from Jesus. Jesus is the one that extends the healing to her. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't, you know, heal herself, yeah. but her faith does. There's a couple of of examples like this in the scriptures oh, where, yeah. where unclean individuals, you know, that, and that, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. that's a, a kind of a, a category within the Jewish religion. Yeah, Someone's reader. condition would make them unfit yeah. for society, unfit for worship, unfit for community. Yeah. And have the, fun and read Leviticus. To yeah. Well, le- <laughs> some little light, light reading about being unclean. Right. <laughs> so she was in that condition and by, reaching out and touching Jesus, yeah. she actually put her uncleanness yes. on him. Mm-hmm. And there's a story in Mark as well, Mark 1, about a leper that does the same thing. Mm-hmm. He comes to Jesus. Jesus is the one that touches him. Right. Right. So this touching back and forth is the exchange of cleanness and uncleanness. Mm-hmm. So by this woman doing that, she's saying, if I can just put my condition to him, yeah. his condition will flow to me. That's faith. And and this is a side tangent too, but later on in Mark, it says people people thought that if I just touch him, then I'll be made well. So her her testimony then encouraged exactly. other people to do the exactly. same. So I'm sure that other unclean people also did the same thing to him too. And, and that actually is a picture of the cross before yeah. the cross happened, where, where Jesus in the cross experience, in the passion, he pours his life out onto the earth and we put who we are on the cross. We touch him and that's what kills him. We give him our sin. Yep. We give him us exactly righteousness. Exactly. It's a life exchange. Mm -hmm. And what you have in these stories before the cross actually happens in history, this woman was seeing the gospel. Yeah. I'm going to touch him because he's got what I need. I have what's killing me. Yeah. And ultimately, it was that woman's condition. It was the leper. It was everyone else that encountered Jesus and all of us yeah. that put Jesus on the cross. Right, it was exactly. All, he was bearing that. So this is, you're enacting this in reclaiming. Mm-hmm. It's but, a step of faith. But it also goes even further because what I just wanted, I just wanted to feel better. I just wanted my pain to stop. <laughs> like I wanted pain management. And for me... I just knew that reclaiming was something practical that I could do mm-hmm. of I was exposing myself to a hurt, but I was 
you know, it's this, it's this exposure therapy by exposing myself to the hurt, but also knowing that that was actually going to lessen the hurt in the long run. And, um, and so that, that was, that was my main motivation. That was my main goal. This woman's main goal was to just stop her bleeding. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so she was, so she was kind of sneaky in just reaching out and touching him. She didn't make a big deal about it. And then Jesus calls her out and he's like, who touched me? Yeah. And, and then heals her as a whole person. He yeah. heals her and calls her daughter. He heals her and says to the community, the people that are all around, um, you know, giving her dignity, giving her, her giving, um, taking away her shame, the shame of this condition that made her unclean. So being, you know, being this rabbi that was healing her was a huge deal. Like it was a really, really big deal. So, so my healing didn't just, what I thought I was doing was just pain management, (laughs) like, or not even pain management. I knew it was deeper than pain management because I wasn't just stuffing my feelings, but I knew, I just wanted, I wanted to feel better. But and, something deeper but, was happening. But it was deeper. Yeah. yeah. The healing was, the healing was much deeper. Yeah. And, um, and there was many times in this process where you would say even, um, that, that like every time I step into a place, every time I, you know, check a thing off on my spreadsheet, I, wa- I am ha- exposing myself to an instantaneous healing, mm-hmm. um, to, you know, to a healing that's associated with, a place and a part of my heart that um, that really that shared love with my ex-husband in that right. place. Um, so the healing that that takes place there when we just surrender it to the Lord is is beautiful and um, and incredibly just super super powerful. And, and I and I I think that's a, was a really important realization for you in this process is that the healings of God are instantaneous. Yeah. But you have a whole a whole series of those healings that you have to go through mm-hmm. when it has to do with something as significant as the loss of a marriage. Yeah. So you had multiple injuries that needed to be healed, needed to be trusted in, yep. that, that you need to trust Jesus in. And so um, it, he showed up in that process yeah. and did it, but then you realize, okay, there's another place, another experience, another song to listen to. And those were also additional injuries that you needed to be healed from. Yeah. So um, you're on that journey. You're you're months and months now into this. Yeah, I've been I've been divorced for um, over a year. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. divorced October of 2017, and so most of 2018 was about building this. Da, da, da. like whatever this is yeah. <laughs> right S- soon to be ministry yes or right. it is a ministry it's just yeah so um you're inviting others mm-hmm. into that process i am and and um again it's very likely that that a good number of the people that are kind of orbiting around your community, some have actually maybe started to experiment with this yeah. i know that they've been communicating yeah. with you you get yep. you get um, I get lots of messages, lots yep. of emails from yep. people that saying, you know, this was really helpful. And, um, you know, I went swing dancing for the first time. It, like, just right. it, it, this, this is about empowerment yes. because it's saying that we can, 
that we're not we're not just victims of what has happened to us and we don't have to just you know go swing dancing again to stick it to that person that hurt us but it's about it's about us like it's about yeah. it's about what's happened to me. it's about what's happened to me but it's about empower it's about self-empowerment rather than like hurting the other person so you can start that anytime you can just yeah. you can hear this you know hear what we're saying or read one of your blogs and go you know what i'm gonna do that yeah new year's is a really good excuse to actually yep. jump off the cliff into the water and do it yes. and so that's really the challenge and it really is a, a, a good thing for us to do today yep right to say okay maybe you've been contemplating you know i really probably should do that there's probably a few things i need mm -hmm. to reclaim and the scope of the hurts that all of us have run the gamut right yeah. and everyone has had pain in their life mm -hmm. and there there's different kinds of hurts that the reclaiming process will actually bring redemption for yeah uh, but new year's is a really good time to step up and say you know what i'm gonna do it this year yeah i'm gonna start i've got a shofar here Right, this is a, a Jewish shofar. It's a, a trumpet, actually, a horn that you know we blow horns on New Year's Day. Mm -hmm. And the, the Jewish New Year is Rosh Hashanah. We celebrate it, and we don't, but they celebrate it in we September. We could celebrate we it. We could. It's a <laughs> harvest festival, which is interesting, right? They, it's cast at the time of the first harvests mm -hmm. in the fall for us here in the northern hemisphere, and. Um, at the time, think about the time of harvest when we actually think about new things. Hmm. And, and so there's some things probably that have been worked, uh, in your life and maybe some harvest and good fruit has been beginning to grow, but there's hmm. always more. Yeah. And this is a really good time, um, probably to directly invite people, even if they've started to see restoration and healing, they can go for more. Yeah. And, Reclaiming is a wonderful and biblically based process yep. of our cooperation with God to do it. Yes. So how do people go about doing it? What what What's like a, a set of steps or um, where, where can they go with the things that you've got up on your blog yeah. or anything like that? Like, what do they do? Yeah. So I do have some great resources um, that, that have been helpful for me on my blog, and I'll link those in the show notes. Um um, on the podcast or either, um, on, on the video podcast as well. But, but the first thing that we needed that I, I think that is most important is to recognize that there is a pain. So it's to, to say, you know what, there is an area, there are areas in my life that still need healing. Um, that, that there is that tenderness that's still there associated with the thing that's happened to me. So I think that that's number one is just to recognize that, that I don't feel totally I don't feel totally better and um, or I don't you know I feel like that thing has been stolen from me there's still there's still a little bit of a, a tenderness in that thing that's happened so it's first to identify that and then I think the um, you know the second thing is to decide to not allow that thing to hinder you anymore mm. um, so it's to make make a decision to step into that pain and say I'm not gonna allow what has happened to me to take anything else from me? Um, I'm going to to live empowered, and I'm going to live as a victor, yep. more than a conqueror. I'm not a victim anymore of what's happened, and um, and so then to go back to that place or or do something 
symbolic to, um, to receive healing in that area. And that's going to look different for the thing that maybe feels tender to you. There is, um, you know, there's people, there, there was a, there was a woman that reached out to me and said, okay, how do I reclaim something that, you know, that I, I don't live in that country anymore. I live that, that thing that needs to be reclaimed is, is across the world. And, and I faced that, um, with some travels that I did with my ex-husband feeling like there, you know, I can't just go back to South Africa right now. I don't have the money right. for that or whatever to reclaim South Africa. But, um, but I did some time in just looking at the photos of those, of that experience there and talking about that with another person, feeling open about it to someone else to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of open up my heart to this pain with you. Yeah. Can you do that with me? And that's a reclaiming buddy. So, so I just say that to say that reclaiming is going to look different for each person yep. and each situation. So it may not be a restaurant, right? It may be, um, it may be an experience or it may be, um, you know, a piece of clothing or something like that. Right. But, um, but to do something symbolic and invite someone else into the process with you yep. and invite the Holy Spirit into that process with you to say, okay, Lord, like help me in this. And I want, you know, you want to extend healing to me. I'm going to allow that to happen yep. in this thing. And and what what happens in that is that in itself is a step of faith. Yep. Faith isn't an emotion. No. Nope. Faith is a exactly. choice to step into and not away from where and, we believe God will be. And, and same thing with forgiveness. I mean, we're getting on a tangent. We could get on a tangent with forgiveness. forgiveness? But yeah. But yeah, for, for forgiveness is a choice. It's a legal act. Actually, you're so, saying yeah. I'm going to legally decide to take this offense and put it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, powerful. And and so that that can be void of feeling. Right. Like, I don't I don't feel like I've forgiven that person. I don't feel healed, but I'm taking a step towards right. it. And 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 I think you've you experienced this too. Sometimes you'd have very cathartic experiences, you know, in a reclaiming experience. Yeah. Sometimes not at all. Yeah. Right. And it might be a lag time of many weeks mm -hmm. when the emotions start to catch up with the choice. Or I would step into a place to a restaurant or something and it was really hard. Yeah. And it was really painful. Yeah. Um, opening in my heart to those emotions that I've right. maybe stuffed down right. for a while. And then the next like couple of days I would be exhausted. <laughs> like right. because it you know, it feels like you're unearthing something yeah. and it's Well, you really, are unearthing something yeah. and it's 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 very, very real work. Mm -hmm. Very real work. But it allows the work of God. And yeah. that gets back to the very thing we said at the beginning. There is a dance between us and the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. of how do we get, what do we need to do and what does God need to do? The, yeah. the, these two themes run through the Bible of, of sometimes God absolutely does it all and sometimes he waits for us mm -hmm. to step up with the authority and responsibilities given us to work with him. And, and how do we know the difference? I don't know how we know. We just have to step into it and yeah. reclaiming is a way to do it. So, exactly. so this is, well, happy new year. We should probably, happy new year. we should like, should we put so, our hats back on? We could. Out we, with the old and in with the new. Yes. And I'm going to put this on again. I'm going to reclaim some things this year. Are you really? Yeah, I am. Well, I want to hear about that. Let's do an episode on that. If you're, right. you know, if you're willing to talk I, about it. I, I, I absolutely am making that determination. I'm starting to journal some things right now. And I love that. So there's some things in my case that go back long ways, like into my childhood mm -hmm. 
that, um, yeah, I'm kind of opening up some closets right now. So we will talk about yeah, that. And, um, praise God. Because he's so faithful to yeah. meet us in those vulnerable places. And like yeah. that, that's, that's the thing about this life that we, God, God invites us to yeah. take steps. Yeah. And if you're listening or watching and you, you feel like you've been paralyzed, you feel like you've, you are powerless over what has happened to you, that's a lie. And yes. this is your year. This is your year of reclaiming. This is your year of wholeness and restoration because that's what God wants for you. That's right. That's what he, that, that is your destiny. Um, he is bringing everything back to like to wholeness, to, you know, we, we pray on earth as it is in heaven. Yep. And that's, that is what our job is yep. to restore things and bring them back into wholeness, to bring them back, you know, with, with the help yeah. of the Holy spirit. Yeah. And that's something that you can do this year. You can go on a reclaiming journey. And if you are planning on doing that, if you feel like you want help with that, I would love to help you reach out to me. Um, and yeah, and we can, we can do it together because you're not alone. You're not alone. God says, look, I'm be, I'm doing a new thing. Yeah. Uh, Jesus quoted Isaiah 61 and he said, this is the year of the Lord's favor. I'm proclaiming yep. the year of God's favor. Oof. 2019 is the year. And that, that was a Jubilee year. It's what Jesus was referencing. And Jubilee is when everything goes back to its originally intended yeah. inheritance. He's putting everything back in order. Yeah. That's the promise for 2019. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, listeners and watchers. Happy New Year. Go reclaim something. You are more than a conqueror. And this is your year. Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaimed Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and rate it on iTunes. If you're interested in partnering with the Reclaimed Podcast financially, you can do so on my Patreon page. Remember, you're not alone. There is hope. And we'll see you next week.